help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics beat the Hornets back-to-back games, 130-118 tonight. And this was an absolute masterclass as far as offensive efficiency goes. Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, and talk about where the Celtics stand in the Eastern Conference here because it keeps shifting every single day, which is exciting. Uh, But to get things started off here, Got to give player of the game to Jason Tatum. And we had some really good performances throughout this game. We'll talk about that. But this is Jason Tatum probably playing the best game of the season. And that's a tall ask considering he's on an MVP season at this point. 51 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 15 of 23 from the field. 7 of 12 from 3, 14 of 14 from the free throw line. Like, this is Jason Tatum at the absolute top of his game. And what I love most about this game from Jason Tatum is there was zero hero ball. And I I genuinely mean that. Like, there are maybe one, maybe two possessions where he tried to do it himself, but almost all of his baskets were assists like were assisted. So this is just him playing within the rhythm of the game. So such a like great offensive performance from him. Uh, Defensively, he was right there too. Like he played really well throughout this one. Uh, And again, really the big reason that this is an absolute standout performance from Jason Tatum comes down to the fact that he didn't try to do too much. He trusted his teammates. And you saw with the five assists too. One of my one of my favorite plays, there's two plays in particular with Jason Tatum that are sticking out to me. The first one is him creating for Rob. Uh, he splits a double at the top of the key, gets downhill, throws it up to Robert Williams for an LU. That was one great play. Very good example of what Jason Tatum was doing well in this one. The other play was Jason Tatum using Robert Williams as kind of a give-and-go specialist. There was a play, I think it was McDaniels that was covering him. Jason Tatum throws an up fake, McDaniels flies by him. Jason Tatum passes it off to Time Lord, relocates over six feet or so, throws another up fake, waits for Jalen McDaniels to fly right past him again, Throws a little sidestep in there, hits a three. So Jason Tatum is creating space for himself using others. And I know that's an oxymoron, but this is Jason Tatum really running the offense. And it's not strictly, you know, trying to create for others. It's not strictly using others to create for him. He's creating offense using others for himself. So it's a really just good possession for Jason Tatum Uh, and honestly it kind of went through the entire game every single possession that the Celtics had on the offensive end was really solid like we scored 35 in the first 31 in the second things kind of fell off a little bit in the third only 26 but the fourth quarter the Celtics went off scored 38 points 
Like this is the Celtics offense playing as good as we've seen all year. And this is a really good offensive team. So it's a really solid outing from him, but it wasn't just him. Like we had a bunch of guys step up in this one. Uh, the next best in my eyes is Derek White. This is one of the better Derek White games that we've seen in a long time too. And that's not a knock on Derek White whatsoever. It's just, it's a testament to how good he played in this game. Uh, and we weren't hundred percent sure, even if he was playing up until about two hours prior to today's game, but he ended the night 19 points, three rebounds, eight assists. And the shooting was there five, 11 from the field, three of seven from three got to the free throw line six times. I thought he was really the catalyst of a lot of these baskets. You know, obviously we talked about the assist. He had eight. That was leading the team. But I'd be curious to see how many hockey assists he had as well because the guy was just moving the ball at such a good pace. And we've talked about it on the podcast before about the .5 guy and how he's constantly moving, passing, or shooting. And he did that tonight, and it, it kind of spread throughout the rest of the team at this one. Uh, so really just solid, solid performance from him. And his running mate, Malcolm Brogdon, the other you know, duo in that split guard position, had another really good game. You know, 16 points for him, four rebounds, two assists, four of eight from three. Malcolm Brogdon, super efficient in this one as well. So you talk about two guys, and obviously Derek White's starting, right? We know that's not going to continue with Jalen Brown in the mix in this one. But when you've got two guys, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon, that are giving quality, quality minutes off the bench, there are very few teams in the NBA that you're going to get production like that from. And it's just, it's, it's encouraging. But honestly, it kind of goes throughout. I thought Al Horford, while it wasn't a great scoring game, had a couple of big buckets defensively. I thought he was solid. Robert Williams, minutes continuing to stay high. 27 tonight, eight points, nine rebounds, three assists. Passing was there. The block, he had a block. Looked really good in this one. Really good in this one. Um, but even Marcus Smart, you know, we talk about Marcus Smart and his three-point deficiencies. A lot of people are freaking out saying that Malcolm Brogdon should start over Marcus Smart because they're not even close to the same player. He plays within his game. And while I did come on this podcast and say last game that he took too many threes, and I'll stand by that statement, you know, tonight he reined it in and he focused on facilitating, he focused on defense. And it was a really solid game. 10 points, four rebounds, six assists, only took eight shots, four of eight from the field. Solid, right? He's giving you the Marcus Smart plays, uh, especially on the defensive end. So really good game from him there. Uh, but then you look, and it's not strictly Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench. And obviously we talked about D. White, but he started today. But off the bench today, you got 21 minutes from Grant Williams and – it was really, really efficient. Like he had zero points at halftime. He had six assists. So Grant Williams was doing a little bit of everything. Like he was getting to the rim. He was throwing alley-oops to Luke Cornett, to Time Lord. Like Grant Williams 
was a catalyst for a lot of these runs too. And when the Hornets kind of went on that run to start that third quarter, they were on a 10-0 run. And Grant Williams, it's a huge three in the fourth to kind of snap that run. He had two offensive rebounds in one possession with the and one putback to stretch the lead to seven after that Hornets push. So Grant Williams, while the, the three of 12 from the field doesn't look sexy, Grant Williams was super efficient in this one, uh, or effective, I guess is the better term for it. Uh, but he played really good basketball in this one. We got really just solid, solid bench minutes. And honestly, it didn't really end there. Luke Cornett, again, came in, played really well. Six points, three rebounds, two of two from the field. Had He had the alley-oop from Grant that I talked about, and then he had a huge putback as well to go up six with seven and a half left. So you've got a bunch of guys contributing, uh, and it led to one of the best offensive games that we've seen in a very, very long time. The only guy, and we'll talk about it, that didn't really play well in the minutes that he got was Peyton Pritchard. Uh, but overall, you know, he gave you some energy. He was fine. He wasn't like a, a total net negative. Uh, but overall, this Celtics team ended the night with 34 assists on 43 makes. There were very few. There was a couple plays where Jason Tatum, Malcolm Brogdon had unassisted baskets. But for the large portion of today, this was strictly buckets by assists. Like in the at the end of the third quarter, we had 21 assists on 23 field goals made. Actually, that was at the half. 29 assists on 32 field goals made at the end of the third. Right? So through three quarters, there were three field goals made that were not assisted. That number is absolutely absurd. And for any Celtics fans that did not get to watch this game and are listening to this broad, listening to the podcast, please do yourself a favor and go back and watch the way the Celtics were moving the ball in this one because it was pure poetry. Guys were moving. Ball and player movement was on point tonight. And it led to a couple of monster, monster games. Uh, so really just super, super impressive offensive game in this one. Uh, we saw in spurts the Celtics defense step a lot, step up and play a really solid game. I thought the first quarter defense was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. We held the Hornets to just 22 points in the first quarter. We had a 13-point lead going into the second, and a lot of it, I mean, again, Good offense. We scored 35. It's a really good quarter. But defensively, this was as good as we've looked in a while. Like it was a really solid, solid quarter of defensive basketball. And then it kind of collapsed. Uh, but we saw, you know, in spurts, good defense throughout. Uh, but really, this was just a, this was very much an offensive back and forth game, which can be fun, right? You like seeing those games. You like seeing competitiveness. Uh, really, you'd like to see the defense kind of not step back, step it up a notch. Uh, we didn't really do that as much today, but you look back and look at all of the numbers. This is really the Celtics in the first three weeks of the season. We shot 46% from the 
from three, 20 of 43. Uh, we were 24 of 25 from the free throw line. So we were getting to the free throw line a ton in this one. And then even shooting from the field, just a, a hair under 50%. Like this is Celtics basketball. We only turned the ball over 11 times. Like these are solid, solid games for the Celtics. Uh, and this is seven straight now, which is great to see. Uh, I do want to talk about some negative stuff here because it certainly wasn't perfect all the way through. It was pretty damn perfect on the offensive end. Uh, but as far as everything else goes, want to touch on it. Before we dive in to some of the negatives, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Guys, it could not get easier. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN, and new customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so want to touch on some of the negatives here, and – Each quarter sort of had something thrown in the mix there. Uh, First quarter, Celtics' big issue was offensive rebounds. We gave up seven offensive rebounds in the first quarter alone. Um, And then when you look at the the rest of the game, the Celtics did a pretty good job of keeping that number down. Again, seven in the first quarter. We ended the game at 13. So that's six offensive rebounds in quarters two, three, and four combined. So we did a much better job keeping that under control. But in that first quarter, we let the Hornets kind of stay in the game because of that. I mentioned having a 13-point lead after the first quarter. That lead could have been close to 20 if the Celtics took care of business and they rebounded better. Um, So that was one issue today. And the second quarter, we gave up. 11 points off of six turnovers. 
right? That's the big issue, right? Turnovers for the Celtics were terrible in that one quarter. Again, at the end of the game, we ended with 12 turnovers. And one of them was the shot clock violation at the very end, which doesn't even count. Um, But seriously, like in one quarter six, you gave up 11 points. That's an issue, right? And that's what kept the Hornets in this game. Like at halftime, we still had a really good lead. We had an 11-point lead at half. It should have been more because we were throwing the ball away, and some of them were careless. One of the turnovers, Marcus Smart threw a pass to Jason Tatum that literally hit him in the chest, and they got they got out in fast break in transition and got a layup out of it. So some of these turnovers were just careless. And when you have those live ball turnovers, that's really where you start to see you know points off turnovers. It's where you start to see fast break points. And the Charlotte Hornets, give them credit. They ran their asses off today. They had 20 fast break points, and a lot of that was the Celtics just throwing the ball away. Uh, so, again, give credit where credit's due. The Hornets stepped up. They played a good game offensively. They just could not do anything to stop us on the defensive end, um, even without Jalen Brown. So this is a it's a good win, but, you know, overall, you're still just looking at a lot of gaps that the Celtics kind of fell into today. Defensively, really in that, in the final three quarters was really bad. And I know that sounds stupid, but the Celtics really played phenomenal defense in the first quarter. They were all connected. They were on a string. They were playing great. Hands in passing lanes. Uh, But after that, it just stopped. Like we gave up 33 points in the second, 31 in the third, 32 in the fourth. Like that, there's no defense at all there. And again, I'm not taking away from the Charlotte Hornets. They deserve some credit. They shot the ball really well in this one. Like they shot 42% from three. They got to the free throw line 30 times. Like they played a really solid game. So I'm not going to take anything away with the Celtics need to be better, need to be better defensively. Um, I mean, you look like Jalen McDaniels, this isn't a guy that's going out there and lighting up teams on most nights. Like he's a young guy making next to nothing. And he just absolutely torched the Celtics today. Absolutely torched them. Uh, This is a guy that's averaging 10 points a game. And he, let's see, what did he, he shot five of seven from three, he nine of 15 from the field, 26 points. I don't know what it is about the Celtics, but there always seems to be some random role player that destroys us. And again, it's not, it's not a huge issue against a team like Charlotte because they don't have any answer for us, but these are things that Joe Mazzulla the Celtics in general, Marcus Smart, like all of these guys need to look at and try to figure it out. Like you would have thought that Jalen McDaniels was an all-star coming into today because the guy just hit three after three. But honestly, a lot of it goes back to the Celtics just not getting out on them. Some of those threes were wide open and the Celtics just would not close out on them at all. Like you've got Terry Rozier that – you know, is probably their second best player behind LaMelo Ball. We held him to 14 points on 6 of 17 from the field. 
Terry Rozier was shooting everything that came close to him. And we held him to a pretty reasonable scoring margin, right? And then you've got LaMelo Ball. He shot 8 of 23. Like, those are terrible numbers, right? 25 points. Again, he took a ton of shots. Good for him. He hit a couple threes. But even the percentage on threes, 5 of 12, not that good. So I'm fine with that. But it's when you've got, you know, third, fourth. I mean, honestly, McDaniels is probably their fourth best player. You got to put P.J. Washington above McDaniels, right? And McDaniels just torched us. You can't can't let that happen if you're the Celtics against a good team. Again, Charlotte's got 11 wins. They're 11 and 34 after this game. They're not a good team, right? So the Celtics still have some things that they need to clean up. But overall, this is you know a 12-point win against an NBA team. And at this point, the Celtics improve to 33 and 12. They've now won seven straight. And we are pulling away in the Eastern Conference. The Nets lost again last night. The Bucks are playing as we speak. They're losing by 11 at half. And the Celtics are sitting here in first place with a four and a half game lead over Brooklyn, five game lead over Milwaukee. So this is the Celtics clicking on all cylinders once again, eight and two in our last 10 games. Uh, The scoring differential continues to climb and they're playing good basketball. So listen, that's, it's about all you can take from this game. This is, you know, Jason Tatum absolutely going off on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, uh, which is a nice surprise considering it's a day game and the Celtics never seem to show up on day games. But really good win overall. That's where we're going to wrap things up for today. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Also, this is super important, guys. I I hate to always throw this out at the end, but if you haven't done so already, make sure to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. Apple, Spotify, everything helps. The more ratings, the more reviews I get, the more people see it, uh, and that helps a lot. So have a great rest of the day, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we?